to kids first coming attractions before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the voice america empowerment channel we'll take you behind the scenes interview celebrities and review new movies tv shows and digital releases now here are your hosts from kids first coming attractions Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Natalie Jackson from Kids First. Today, we'll be listening to Ethan and Conrad as they speak to Scott Creamer, the executive producer on Jurassic World, Camp Cretaceous Season 2, as well as Ethan and Conrad as they speak on Jurassic World, giving us a review. We'll also be listening to Micah Ellen Avery as they review Charlie's Color Forms, City, Meet Charlie, and Gianna, Kayla, and Aiden on Fugles Season 1. We'll also be listening to my interview with Kea Pehu on Finding Ohana, as well as continuing on Finding Ohana, Alex Aone and Lindsay Watson, along with Owen Vaccaro. First off, we're going to be listening to Ethan and Conrad as they speak to Scott Creamer, the executive producer on Jurassic World Camp Creatius. This is Ethan Perston and Conrad Wilson reporting for Kids First. Thank you very much, Mr. Scott Creamer, executive producer of Jurassic World Camp Camp Cretaceous. So, um, how did you come up with this brilliant idea of creating Jurassic Park Camp Cretaceous? Boy, I wish I could take credit for it, Ethan, but it was actually a a fantastic uh, screenwriter named Zach Stentz who co-wrote Thor and X-Men First Class and has done a whole bunch of other stuff, so... Zach's the guy who came up with this great idea of let's put kids in the center of a Jurassic story and, uh, and go from it there. So, again, I'd love to take credit for it because I think it's an awesome idea, too. Okay. Well, just tell, tell him I love the idea. I will absolutely let him. <laughs> um, so, hello. How's your day Hi. going? Good. It's going well, Conrad. How's your day? Great. Um, and I love this show. It's awesome. Oh, I'm so glad you like it. So I really like how kids play the starring role in your camp. They play the starring roles in your Camp Cretaceous series. Why do you give kids, like, definitely a more important role here than they had in, well, the other Jurassic Park or World films, you know? Well, that was the whole idea that was so great about this is, is that, you know, in all the movies, they're sort of the side characters who need to be rescued by Dr. Grant or Owen or or Claire or someone like that. And the whole idea of this is, well, if you've got those adults out of the way, let's see how resilient, let's see how strong, uh, let's see what kind of ingenuity kids have working together. And uh, and we think that, uh, you know, they can do anything. And uh, the kids in our show are definitely trying to uh, do the impossible and survive on this island. Okay, well, that was, well, the idea definitely worked out. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Thanks, man. My next question is, do you see more seasons coming in the future? Because personally, I would love it if they were. Oh, me too. Uh, I don't know. You know, we're, we're hopeful. We feel like there's a lot of story to be told with, the, with these characters. Um, so, uh, you know, watch season two, get all your friends to watch season two and, uh, hopefully, uh, people are liking it and, uh, then we'll get, uh, to do more down the line. Um, so, um, hello again. Hi, Conrad. Um, so can you, is there a way that 
I feel like that it wasn't just really easy to put all these new cool dinosaurs into the new episodes, like the Indominus Rex or something. You put these new cool dinosaurs, so like it was very entertaining how you could, in each new episode, you could put new cool dinosaurs to pop in and, well, do something awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it takes a, you know, we come up with stuff to put the dinosaurs that we'd like to see in the writer's room. And then you got a bunch of really talented artists who, who then draw them and then the amazing animators who make them come to life. And then you add the lighting and the texture and all that stuff. And then you got a dinosaur that looks almost as good as they do in the movies. So yeah, like anything else, it's just people working hard together to uh, try to bring something for you to, to enjoy. Yeah, and also the dinosaurs, especially the dinosaurs, they looked exactly, they almost looked exactly as realistic as in the actual movies. Well, you know, we started uh, with a lot, not all of them, with a lot of the dinosaurs, we started out with the actual models, the computer models that they had in the movies. Now, those are way more detailed and complex than we can do in TV. So our artists started with that, and then they kind of broke it all down, and then they started over and did, you can kind of tell, but, but like, uh, it's really good. Well, thank you. I'll pass that along. I'm glad you like it. Okay. So, um, are you working in any other projects besides this show that you're expecting to have the same success as? Uh, I'm not working. Uh, this, this show takes up all, all everything for me. Uh, and, you know, I could, it would be wonderful to have this kind of success. I'll be honest with you. We, we were hoping people would like it. We, we, I think we were all very excited and I don't want to say surprised, but just overwhelmed by how much people really seem to enjoy season one. And we, we hope that continues on for season two. Yeah, I really like this show and this incredible team that put it together because this was, this was just amazing. It was genuinely good. Oh, I'm really glad you say you think so, Ethan. You know, we, you know, we made it for people like you and Conrad. Uh, it's, it's for the kids and a lot of people worked really hard, uh, and put a lot of love into it. So to hear you say that just means the world. So thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. You bet. It's my pleasure. Nice meeting you guys. Nice meeting you too. You bet. Thank you very much, Scott, executive producer of Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. It was a pleasure having you here today. I really hope that you create a season three. And guys, remember to mark your calendar for January 22nd to watch season two of Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous on Netflix. And don't forget to like and subscribe to, to our Kids First YouTube channel so that you can see more reviews like this. And this is Connor Wilson and Ethan in person reporting for Kids First. Have a great day. Bye. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we listen to... Ethan and Conrad, as they spoke to Scott Creamer, the executive producer on Jurassic World Camp Credisus Season 2. Now we are continuing and switching over as I speak to Ethan and Conrad on Jurassic World Camp Credisus Season 2. First off, Ethan. I understand this is a 2020 action science fiction Netflix series. However, can you explain in depth about Jurassic World? So it's about a really smart boy named Darius who loves Camp Cretaceous like his dad and him were going to go.
but sadly his dad passed away. So he beat this VR game that no one's ever beat before. And if you beat it, you get a ticket to go to Camp Cretaceous. So he beat the game after like years of sitting there playing the game over and over again. So when he goes there, he finds a few other kids. Um, there's Brooklyn, who's really famous, and she's a vlogger. There's Ben, who's scared of anything, and is basically just a germaphobic. And Kenji, a rich, ungrateful kid, and he loves to brag about going to the park six gazillion times. And then there's also Yasmina, who's an athlete. Sammy, who likes to talk a lot and make friends with everyone. And all six of them go on an adventure through every episode. Well, I think one thing that stood out based off what you told us on this series is that the main character did lose his father, which makes it impactful and relatable to many viewers. And overall, it seems the series is absorbing and intriguing. To continue, Conrad, the Jurassic Park and world films are truly wild and untouchable. There is no denying that the series was very critique considering it's, it's carrying the storyline of a well-known film series. To what extent did it fit with your expectations or did it subvert them in some ways? Or did it tie nicely with the recent Jurassic Park films? Well, um, for example, I love like Jurassic World, like I love the movie and um, I really liked how um, the series kind of took place like during the movie. So, and like, it was just as good. It was, it was great. So I feel like it really fit in with the, I think, I feel like it really fit in with the movie. And I think it was, I think it was like great. Like it really fit in. <laughs> well, I have to agree with you. I truly enjoyed the Jurassic Park films. And I think this series gives young viewers a chance to follow along episode by episode. Along with that, Ethan, how do the main characters evolve throughout the film based on their experience? Well, um, I can use Kenji as an example. He started off as a rich kid who would just brag and kind of liked um, Brooklyn. And no one really liked him because all he would do is brag. But later on, you can see he still brags a little bit, but he actually cares for Darius. And they grow a really, like, big friendship. It's... It's just really nice how they kind of change over time and they all survive together. So they've known each other longer. So they all, they all kind of adapt to each other, even though they all have their own person, like personalities. I think that's a great point, Ethan. I think each of them are individual people who have different stories behind them. However, they all relate because they've experienced one big thing, which is going up against dinosaurs as young teens. Moving on, Conrad, considering this is a series following on Jurassic Park, it's not complete without an unimaginable and crazy scenes. What causes a major turning point in the narrative to come? Um, well, uh, kind of. So, um, like, they have fun at the camp. Like, that's what you do at camp. And, and like, and, and eventually, like, um, all the dinosaurs, like, they kind of escape, like, they go loose around the island, and that kind of sets off, like, what they do, like, they have to, they have to learn how to survive on the island with a bunch of crazy dinosaurs everywhere, so mm -hmm. that's kind of what sets it off. Mm. And now, moving back to Ethan, what was one of your favorite or most memorable parts in the series, and why? I just really liked when they were all working as a team, because, they were trapped and they had to get a beacon to send signal to help. And they had a, they found the beacon and just conveniently it ended up in the mega 
I don't know what it was. It was just a huge T-Rex, like the biggest one there, just ended up to grab it. The one thing they needed to escape. So Brooklyn found walkie-talkies that Kenji was playing with, but used all the batteries. So they had to get all walkie-talkies that they could find and use it to symbol to each other when to go and how to distract the dinosaur. So they would see all of his moves and have to get the beacon from the lair because the dinosaur took it and I guess just put it in its nest. <laughs> that actually sounds really funny. Um, now, moving back to Conrad, you and Ethan both had the opportunity to speak to Scott Creamer, the executive producer of this series, Jurassic Park um, Camp style. Um, what did he let you know? What did he intel you about the series and his work on it? Well, he told me that he really enjoyed, like, making it and, you know, working with Steven Spielberg and stuff. And he told me that, like, he he definitely hopes that they will that there will be a season three. Like he hopes he can make one. He also said that um he thinks that it was a really like the show was a great success. Like it was as good a success as he hoped it was. And he he like he wasn't sure how it was gonna turn out. Like if it wasn't gonna be as good as like the actual movies, but it it was but like it was it was really good. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me, Conrad. And lastly, to end our conversation, Ethan, based off film critics and audience members, IMDb's final rating for the series was 7.5 out of 10. Would you agree? If not, what is your star rating and age recommendation? And where can we see the series? Um, I disagree. I honestly think it should be a 10 out of 10. It's underrated. It's really good. I honestly love the show. I'd give it a 5 out of 5 stars and recommend it to ages 6 to 18 plus adults because it was so kid-friendly and I just love it. Well, thank you once again both for speaking with me. Let's take a break. I'm Natalia Jackson reporting from Kids First and you were listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Charlie's Colorform City. Meet Charlie. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com and check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. 
We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Ethan and Conrad on Jurassic World Cap Creatures Season 2. And now we'll be speaking with Micah, Ella, and Avery on Charlie's Color Forms City Meet Charlie. First off, Micah. How about you start us off by informing us about this animated DVD? So this is a really great DVD. Um, Charlie's Colorform City Meet Charlie is about Charlie, who's very silly and very creative. And he invented Colorform City, which is a city full of colors and shapes from his imagination. And in this city, you can make anything you want, whenever you want, anything you dream of, anything. So... Charlie and his friends, Violet and Rhett, all, they're all the time they go on story quests and solve problems using shapes and colors. Wow, that does sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> it seems like the audience gets to interact with Charlie quite a lot in this DVD. Yes. Continue. Moving on, Ella, although this is an animation, depth of feeling is what makes the film worth watching. Out of all the emotions expressed in this DVD, which with, with which were you most familiar with, and or which character did you relate to the most? Um, I think my favorite character maybe would be, or the character I related to the most, would be Violet because she's very funny and she loves to joke around and draw things. Well, it seems like she's very creative. I'm sure you're able to relate to her on that point of view. Thanks for sharing that with us. To continue, Avery. What interesting facts or ideas does the series bring to your mind? And or what other series have you seen which might bear on your understanding of this film? Well, I definitely think that some of like the details were like the shape, sizes, and colors, which were one of my favorite parts. Um, and I think that there is like tons of like kid TV shows and just movies in general that can really correspond to this one. And I think Charlie's Color Forms Meet Charlie is just a really great theme for kids to interact with. So that was like my favorite part. And I think that that will be great for kids to be with and learn about. Overall, this series is truly family and kid friendly for everyone to watch on a family night. <laughs> to move on, Micah, what was one moment in the series that stuck out as a turning point for the main character, Charlie? Well, in every episode, there's always like a problem to be solved. So I think that's always really the turning point for Charlie because he realizes what his problems are or what he needs to do in order to solve those problems. So that's usually the turning point of when we get a lot of creativity and a lot of problem solving and shapes and colors and that we also see that interaction between the audience and Charlie. So that's usually the point in the episodes where we really see um, Charlie come into the problem solving stage that is one of the main ideas from the show. Well, thanks for sharing that with us, Micah. 
So now, Avery, how are the characters' costumes and made up? What does their clothing reveal about them, about their character? All the clothing throughout the whole entire episodes and the DVD are extremely like bright, colorful, creative, and they're very whimsical. And the thing I think that about these costumes, like they really just bring out how like whimsical and fun these characters get to be throughout the whole entire episodes and the DVD. So that's my favorite part is that they are just so colorful. And I think that's one of the best parts for kids to explore is with colors and shapes. So seeing all these wonderful details throughout the DVD is just amazing. <laughs> and lastly, Micah, can you share with us an age recommendation and star rating, as well as where can we see the series? Well, this film, it this um, TV show, it came out on January 19th, 2021, worldwide on DVD. And I recommend it for ages two to six and rate it five out of five stars. Well, thank you all so much for speaking with me. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've talked with Ethan and Conrad on Jurassic World, Cap Cratius's season two. We just spoke with Micah, Ellen, Avery on Charlie's Colorform City, Meet Charlie. And now we are switching over to Gianna and Kaylin and Aiden on Flugel's season one. Well, first off, Gianna. How about you start us off by informing us about this animated DVD? Um, so this, this show is a kid's show, and it's about aliens named Fleeker, Flo, and Boomer, who are from the planet Flug, and they come to Earth to explore and learn new things, and when they are done learning, they send a report back to Flug, and they learn something new the next day. Well, that does sound like a lot of fun there, actually. Now, moving on, Kayla, although this is an animated film, to what extent did it fit with your expectations or did this animated film subvert them in some ways? I think this film was excellent. It was very kids-friendly um, with all the colors and the storylines. And, yeah, it was very creative and it met my expectations. I also have a history with this film, and I loved this as a kid. And as a kid, it never, um, it always met my expectations, too. Well, that's cool to hear that you grew up watching it, and now you're be able to rewatch it and review it, and you still have the same expectations, and in no way do they be subverted. So it's pretty cool to reimagine that. Mm -hmm. Now, Aiden, what, um, what moment in this series was a turning point for the main character? Uh, one moment in the series that was a turning point for the main character is when, uh, I don't know if this necessarily counts, but in the episode, uh, Project Ice is when, um, remember Flugel Boomer says that he won't touch the ice and makes that promise, but then he breaks that promise and instead he just ends up touching it with his tongue, ends up getting stuck to his tongue. Well, that does sound like a funny moment, actually. Um, you were sharing right now how he broke his promise and then his tongue got stuck, correct? Correct. Well, it seems like a lot of wild events happening in the series. Now, moving on, Gianna, to circle back around, what was your favorite part in the series and why? Um, my favorite part in the series is when they find something to learn about because 
they're new to Earth and everything they are learning about now is something they don't know about. So when they learn about something, it helps the the, the people learn about it along with them if they didn't know about it. So that was my favorite part. And um, Kayla, how do the main characters evolve throughout the film? And how do their mindsets change? Well, to point out one example, um, first off, sorry, Captain Fleeker thought he could control the situation, him and First Officer Flo, and they were bringing this banana peel back to um, the boys' room where their spaceship is. And Boomer, for um, Junior Boomer, had figured out what the bananas were for and that it was not fuel, but they just didn't listen to him until the end of the episode. So I think we got to see that Ju Junior Boomer isn't just this little alien who just tags along. He also has the smarts um, and intelligence to complete the... Um, learning experience, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, lastly, Aiden, to end it off, what is your age recommendation and your star rating? My age recommendation is like probably five to ten plus older. And in my opinion, what? I think this um, show gets a 3.5 out of five. Well, let's take a break. I'm Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show was sponsored by Charlie's Color Form City. Meet Charlie. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens, tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com and check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa! Hey Google! Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. 
you are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been listening to Gianna, Kayla, and Aiden on Flugels Season 1. And next up, we'll be listening to my interview with Kea Peahu and Owen Vaccaro on Finding Ohana. Today, I have the opportunity and pleasure to speak with 13-year-old dancer and actress Kea Peahu and actor Owen Vaccaro. Both are ready and steady for the upcoming Netflix film, Finding Ohana. Owen is an actor known for Daddy's Home, The House with a Clock in Its Walls, and Mother's Day, while Kea is known for numerous television shows, including Disney Channel's Bizarre Park. Welcome to Kids First, you two. Let's get started. First off, Owen, your character is Casper. You portray the role very well, and he's very intelligent, accommodating, and sweet. In what ways are you similar or dissimilar to Casper, and what was your biggest challenge in taking on this role? Yeah, um, I think I'm very similar to Casper in the sense that we both love studying about the ecosystem and biology. Biology is like my favorite class at school. I think it's really fun to learn about. Uh, I think we're also both pretty dorky and nerdy. I'm sure, Kay, you can agree with that. Um, and I think the most difficult part about playing Casper was probably the fact that he has red hair and I had to dye my hair like every single week. Well, I must say you surpassed my expectations for the performance. You did really well. Thank you. And to continue, Kea, your role as Peely really drives the storyline. Although this film is fulfilled with many memorable moments, is there one moment that sticks in your mind that is like a turning point for Peely? So there, there are several of moments where I feel like Peely as a character realized like who she was as, you know, herself a little bit more. But I think mm-hmm. one of the main moments was probably the water scene when she's, you know, in that water, because I think that's when it all really hits her, how much she really cares about her brother. And even filming that, I loved seeing everyone's faces. I even seen mm-hmm. some people tears so that helped me get into character more but yeah that scene is definitely always going to be in the back of my head i think every character had a turning point of perspective after sharing one experience all together and moving on owen as an actor one way of helping you better your performance would definitely be relating to your character out of the many emotions that casper portrayed with which were you most familiar with um that's a really good question uh, probably the fact that he's, uh, probably the fact that he sort of serves as comic relief. I feel like in my friend group at my own school, that's kind of my role also. Um, I guess real life isn't essentially a movie, but you know, if I had to compare the two, that would probably be the one that I pick. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. <laughs> you were listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've been listening to Ethan and Conrad with Scott Creamer as well as they review live Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, Micah, Ella, and Avery on Charlie's Colorform City, Meet Charlie, as well as Gianna and Kayla and Aiden on Flugel Season 1. And now we'll continue listening to my interview with Kea Pehu, as well as with Owen Vaccaro on Finding Ohana. And Kia, one of my favorite things about this film is the real-world view of reality. This film incorporates an ancient Hawaiian legend known as the Night Marchers, and it's pretty cool because you were born in Honolulu, Hawaii, which was the filming location for this film. Did you ever personally learn about the Night Marchers, and what was your intake on it being inputted on the film? 
So I've heard about the night marchers once or twice, like growing up. I know I've heard that they're kind of a little bit scary. They can come off a little bit scary, but I've also heard not to whistle at night because you might call them. But besides that, I, I didn't know a lot about them. So, you know, being able to put it into this film was actually really cool because I got to mm-hmm. like get a closer experience to what they might feel like. Wow, I've actually only been to Hawaii maybe once or twice, but I never heard of that myth. So I learned something new in this film. And lastly, Owen, to end off our conversation, you worked with director um, Jude Wang. What did you learn as an actor from director? Um, I mean, so many things. Jude is absolutely incredible at directing and just, you know, being awesome on set. I think the main thing that she taught us was really just to have fun while we were filming. Um, the whole cast and crew got really good at, you know, being serious when we need to be serious and actually do the work and be fun when we don't have to. Um, but I mean, with Jude there, we were able to stay fun even when we were doing the serious work parts. And I'm very happy that she was able to provide that for us. Well, it seems like you all had a lot of fun offset and on set. Thank you both so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Ken, Owen, Finding Ohana debuts January 29th on Netflix. So be sure to mark your calendars. This is Natalie Jackson from Kids First. Make sure to like and subscribe to watch more interviews of key players in family entertainment. Bye. Let's take a break. I'm Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you were listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Charlie's Colorform City. Meet Charlie. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been listening to Gianna, Kayla, and Aiden on Flugels Season 1. And next up, 
we'll be listening to my interview with Kea Peahu and Owen Vaccaro on Finding Ohana. Today I have the opportunity and pleasure to speak with 13-year-old dancer and actress Kea Peahu and actor Owen Vaccaro. Both are ready and steady for the upcoming Netflix film Finding Ohana. Owen is an actor known for Daddy's Home, The House with a Clock on Its Walls, and Mother's Day, while Kea is known for numerous television shows including Disney Channel's Bizarre Park. Welcome to Kids First, you two. Let's get started. First off, Owen, your character is Casper. You portray the role very well, and he's very intelligent, accommodating, and sweet. In what ways are you similar or dissimilar to Casper, and what was your biggest challenge in taking on this role? Yeah, um, I think I'm very similar to Casper in the sense that we both love studying about the ecosystem and biology. Biology is like my favorite class at school. I think it's really fun to learn about. Uh, I think we're also both pretty dorky and nerdy. I'm sure, Kay, you can agree with that. Um, and I think the most difficult part about playing Casper was probably the fact that he has red hair and I had to dye my hair like every single week. Well, I must say you surpassed my expectations for the performance. You did really well. Thank you. And to continue, Kea, your role as Peely really drives the storyline. Although this film is fulfilled with many memorable moments, is there one moment that sticks in your mind that is like a turning point for Peely? So there, there are several of moments where I feel like Peely as a character realized like who she was as you know herself a little bit more. But I think mm-hmm. one of the main moments was probably the water scene when she's you know in that water because I think that's when it all really hits her how much she really cares about her brother and even filming that I loved seeing everyone's faces. I even seen mm-hmm. some people tears so that helped me get into character more but yeah that scene is definitely always going to be in the back of my head i think every character had a turning point of perspective after sharing one experience all together and moving on owen as an actor one way of helping you better your performance would definitely be relating to your character out of the many emotions that casper portrayed with which were you most familiar with um that's a really good question uh, probably the fact that he's, uh, probably the fact that he sort of serves as comic relief. I feel like in my friend group at my own school, that's kind of my role also. Um, I guess real life isn't essentially a movie, but you know, if I had to compare the two, that would probably be the one that I pick. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. <laughs> you were listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've been listening to Ethan and Conrad with Scott Creamer as well as they review live Jurassic World, Camp Cretaceous, Micah, Ella, and Avery on Charlie's Colorform City, Meet Charlie, as well as Gianna and Kayla and Aiden on Flugel Season 1. And now we'll continue listening to my interview with Kea Pehu, as well as with Owen Vaccaro on Finding Ohana. And Kia, one of my favorite things about this film is the real-world view of reality. This film incorporates an ancient Hawaiian legend known as the Night Marchers, and it's pretty cool because you were born in Honolulu, Hawaii, which was the filming location for this film. Did you ever personally learn about the Night Marchers, and what was your intake on it being inputted on the film? So I've heard about the Night Marchers once or twice, like growing up. I know I've heard that they're kind of a little bit scary. They can come off a little bit scary. But I've also heard not to whistle at night because you might call them. But besides that, I I didn't know a lot about them. So, you know, being able to put it into this film was actually really cool because I got to Mm -hmm. 
like get a closer experience to what they might feel like. Wow, I've actually only been to Hawaii maybe once or twice, but I never heard of that myth. So I learned something new in this film. And lastly, Owen, to end off our conversation, you worked with director um, Jude Wang. What did you learn as an actor from director? Um, I mean, so many things. Jude is absolutely incredible at directing and just, you know, being awesome on set. I think the main thing that she taught us was really just to have fun while we were filming. Um, the whole cast and crew got really good at, you know, being serious when we need to be serious and actually do the work and be fun when we don't have to. Um, but I mean, with Jude there, we were able to stay fun even when we were doing the serious work parts. And I'm very happy that she was able to provide that for us. Well, it seems like you all had a lot of fun offset and on set. Thank you both so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Ken, Owen, Finding Ohana debuts January 29th on Netflix. So be sure to mark your calendars. This is Natalie Jackson from Kids First. Make sure to like and subscribe to watch more interviews of key players in family entertainment. Bye. Let's take a break. I'm Natalie Jackson from Kids First and you were listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Charlie's Colorform City. Meet Charlie. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa! Hey Google! Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been listening to my interview with Kea Peahu and Owen Vaccaro on Finding Ohana. And next up, we'll be listening to my interview with Alex Aono and Lindsay Watson on Finding Ohana. Today, I have the honor and pleasure to speak with Alex Aono and Lindsay Watson, both known from the upcoming film in Netflix, Finding Ohana. Lindsay is known for The Wind and the Reckoning and One Million Dollar, while Alex is known for the Lego Batman movie, Office Christmas Party, and Royal Crush. 
Welcome to Kids First, you two. Let's get started. First off, Lindsay, you are known for The Wind and The Reckoning. In Finding Ohana, you portray the role of Hannah, which were both films based in Hawaii. In what ways was a different filming Finding Ohana from The Wind and The Reckoning? Oh, I mean, they couldn't have been the more opposite films. I mean, I went into filming Finding Ohana and jumping to the role of Hana, she's super, super, you know, I mean, young, first of all. <laughs> she's young. She's this really fun, witty girl. But jumping into Wind in the Reckoning, which, you know, I haven't talked a lot about yet, but the role I play, her name's P.E. Lunny, and I, I jump into the role of a mother and a wife. So, I mean, they couldn't be more opposite on the spectrum, but they were such fun characters. You know, Finding Ohana's much more family-friendly. It's fun. It's light. I get to be, you know, sassy and things like that, much closer to home to who I am. But the role of P.E. Lunny, you know, it's based in the 1800s. It's a very different story. It took a lot of character development to get into that role. Mm -hmm. And I speak a lot more Hawaiian in that movie. So it was a pretty crazy change from Finding Ohana. Well, that's pretty interesting that you've got to experience two Hawaiian-based films, but with completely different story plots. Yeah. Moving on, Alex, your character, Ione, did not really enjoy spending time on Oahu in the beginning of the film. However, towards the end, you could see how his mindset changes. Can you share with us how Ione evolved throughout the film based on his experience on the island? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of us can relate to a story like that where, um, you know, you kind of start off doing something that you don't really want to do. Uh, you start off being in a place where you don't want to be or with a group of people you don't want to be with. Uh, and then kind of as time continues, you start to find things about people that you appreciate. And I think the same way that Ioane found ways to appreciate his little sister in the movie, uh, Ioane also realizes how important it is to, uh, to be close with his family and how important his culture actually means to him. And so getting to play that um, and start off being kind of rude and, and not happy and grumpy and at the end of the movie kind of uh, finding how important it was to, uh, to be there with his family, would be there for his little sister. Uh, it was super exciting. Yeah, each character really had a moment of doubt. And then towards the end, they all felt very proud of each other because they've experienced it all together. You were listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today... We've been listening to my interview with Kea Pehu on Finding Ohana, as well as with Owen Vaccaro. And now we'll continue listening to my interview with Alex Aono and Lindsay Watson on Finding Ohana. To continue, Lindsay, your character Hannah brought merrymaking, very pleasurable and lovable moments to Finding Ohana. What particular core goals or skills were most essential that helped were effective when bettering your performance for Hannah? You know, I mean, the role of Hannah was me. So that's, I mean, the whole thing about it, as soon as I got the script and I learned about the character, it was so close to how I hold myself and how I behave in my daily life. I was born and raised on Maui. I was a Hawaiian girl. You know, I love my culture. I love my family. I'm very protective. And when I was reading through, I mean, some of the things she said are words out of my own mouth. So it was honestly a little too easy for me to jump into this role of Hana and just really explore that world and then getting to do it on the big screen was just too fun. I mean, getting to teach mm -hmm. the culture to, you know, families across the world mm -hmm. is going to be such a blessing for me. Well, it does seem like you all had a lot of fun on set and offset. And lastly, Alex, to end our conversation, what do you hope the audience will take away from Finding Ohana? You know, I think uh, the most important thing right now, especially where we are as a, as a country and as a world, I think it's very, very important that, um, 
in the movie, we find out what's important to us. And, and that importance is Ohana and not just um, based off of who is blood. You know, by the end of the movie, Iowani is, is looking after Hana and Casper the same way that he looks after his little sister. And I think that if we can uh, take that lesson to heart and really learn to look after each other uh, in today's world, especially, I think it'll do us a lot of help. Well, thank you both, Alex and Lindsay, for speaking with me, and congratulations. Thank hey, you thanks, so Italia. much. Finding Ohana debuts January 29th on Netflix, so be sure to mark your calendars. I'm Natalie Jackson, report from Kids First. Be sure to like and subscribe for more interviews and reviews of the latest key players in family entertainment. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on press for kids kidsforworld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is sponsored by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media. For Voice America and iHeartRadio, Today's show is sponsored by Charlie's Colorform City, Meet Charlie. I'm Natalie Jackson from Kids First. Goodbye. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.